test, test, this is the test, 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 this is the test. Good test. What up, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. As always, I'm Nate, and joining me is my idiot brother, Zachary. Really? No, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot, and I hate you today. He's being so mean to me lately, so I'm starting this out being rude to him. Hello, kind folks. I'm just a young gent here trying to do my thing and bring you information about a Song of Ice and Fire, and this is my rude brother who does that. That's what we do. We read A Song of Ice and Fire. This is the one and only warning at the top of the episode. We are full spoiler. We always say one and only. We're yeah. full of shit. We yeah, are we're full like... of shit. We will we'll remind you later when we're about to spoil something. So maybe last episode we were reading Aria four, right? Am yeah, I wrong? You're wrong. Am I on the wrong? What the fuck is happening with my notes? Then I fucked. So- I missed a chapter. Sorry. Last Sorry, episode guys. we were reading Danny two. Oh no shit. Yeah. That's right. With Danny <laughs> in the Plaza of Pride. There it is. Meeting Krasnes, Dick, Dick all, and. Looking at the Unsullied for the first time at the sort of behest of Sir Jorah Mormont, and she was disgusted by what she saw and heard, not by the impressiveness of the Unsullied, of course, because no one can deny their impressiveness, but by the brutal training regimen that they are forced to go through and how they're treated more like objects than people. But she returned to her ship, promising to ponder over the deal of this scumbag slaver, and on board, basically lashes out at Jorah saying, fuck you for bringing me here because now I've got to do something about this. You're a piece of shit. Plus, she's also PTSD'd from him groping the fuck out of her as any person in their right mind would be. And then she did some finger blast in action and her dragons were pissed and yeah, that was pretty much it. Danny's yeah. uh, Danny's struggling with some she's stuff. She's prepping to take control. And it's going to be fucking sick. But we're not reading Danny this chapter episode. I hope not. We are reading Bran. Brandon Stark. Brandon Stark. We're not reading Arya either. No. I fixed my notes, so we're all good to go. Uh, Last we left Brandon after leaving Winterfell after the events of of Clash of Kings due to it being sacked by the Greyjoys and then the Tom Fuckery, as we know. Full spoiler reread. See, we told you we'd warn you again. That Ramsay Bolton Ramsay comes Bolton and screws fuck shit up in Winterfell and basically put it to the torch and Bran and company were forced to leave. They uh, hid in the crypts, they snuck out, and they decided it best, Mira, Jojin, Osha, that it would be... Split them up. Right. It's Let's... too dangerous to keep Bran and Rickon together unless someone finds them. Then they have both living Stark boys instead of just one. Mira and Rickon... We're kind of undecided. Maybe Last Hearth, maybe White Harbor. There's plenty of places they could go. Uh, sketchy, but sure. Hopefully they're they're dope, and we know right. they. Full spoiler. End up in Osha Skagos. and Bran. Osha and Rickon. Sorry. Rickon. Yeah, you yeah. said Mira. Mira and Rickon. Yeah. 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 Osha and Rickon. Yeah, uh, yeah. We know they end up in Skagos and Bran. Jojen and Mira in the last chapter, the first of A Storm of Swords. Bran decides that. Instead of going to the wall to see Jon Snow or Last Hearth or White Harbor, he wants to go north to the wall to see the crow to potentially learn to fly. Learn to fly like an eagle. Brand like two. in this chapter. A Storm of Swords. Bran, Mira, and Jojen are on their way. They're heading through the mountains 
north, in the northern parts of the realm. Um, I think I would have to guess probably just south of the gift or uh, entering the gift. Yeah, I think um, they're entering the gift. By but this they're point. in the mountains of mm-hmm. that. And so who really knows at this point? Because we're getting that they're having to go back and forth and up and down and just... Yeah, long ago they left the road behind and using the eye of the ice dragon, which is a constellation in the sky, and the blue eye always pointed north, according to Osha, which is fun. I liked her little stories. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they've been old school roughing it of there's no road to follow, so we're, we're following the North Star and yeah, they're they're not on any path, so the, it's a mountainous kind of valley, ridgy region. So they've got a zigzag, cut back, go this way, curve around. Mira and, starts complaining about the mountains, which leads Bran to be like, "But you said yesterday that you love the mountains," and she's like, "Yeah, I I can do both. You know, it's it's all right. Sometimes you can love stuff and then hate it. Get off my back, bro." Yeah, Bran doesn't get that. He's like, "You can't." love something and hate it what are you even mira come on but jojen of course little grandfather has something to say on that he says if ice can burn then love and hate can mate mountain no marsh it makes no matter the land is one we are one i like jojen a lot. yeah i know you do uh that line is significant but i'm gonna hold that thought Stay tuned, listeners, uh, for another episode because Next that, episode. Uh, yes, that has something, I think, very important to do with Davos 3, our next chapter. And so uh, I'll have a point to bring that back up. But Jojen, of course, dropping his little wisdom bombs. So they were forced to follow the glens, often having to double back and travel in the wrong day yeah. direction for quite a ways at a time. At least a brand complaining a lot about, let's just take the fucking road. If we had yo. taken the King's Road, we'd be at and the wall already. Jojen has to constantly remind him, which just goes to show the how young Bran is. When Jojen's like, dude, there's travelers on the road. If we're caught, you're being sought after. It's it's kind of hard to miss stories of a giant, a cripple, and the two boy, the two tiny folk. And the wolf. Like, come on now. And Bran just thinks that no one could get as stubborn as Jojen, so they pressed on. Uh, all right, Bran. Mm-hmm. And the weather runs the full gambit, wind, rain, sleet at some points. It's it's a total, you know, clusterfuck. They're, they're making some moves here. Clear days made it seem as if they were the only living things in the world, which I really like. Just this really sort of isolating. They're on an adventure. It feels very Lord of the Rings of Sam and Frodo yeah, yeah, just yeah. off on their own type thing. Yeah, Mira gets to asking if there's even, like, are there people up here? Is it just, like, there's nothing in the north? Well, I thought there, there were some people, people up here. And Bran starts listing off some of them. The Umbers, the Walls, the Harclays, Knots, Littles, and Nor, uh, was it the Norries? Yep, and then even Flints. And they, Jojen is like, yo, there is a wool that traveled with, with Howland, with Dad, with Pops. That's Theo Wool. Yeah, I didn't write his first name yeah. down. I uh, rode with Helen reading the war, and we also find out that Eddard Stark's mother's mother was a flint, according to Old Nan, at least. And so there's a little bit of interesting history there. And Jojen asks, do you think they know we're here? And Bran says, they know. And then thinks that he had spied them, not with his own eyes, but with Summers, who can see things that most people miss. And he says, they'll only bother us, you know, if we plan on stealing their goats or messing with their any of their shit. So if we leave them alone, they'll leave us alone. And that proved to be the case until they did encounter one person yeah. one night when some particularly harsh rain forced them to seek cover. Hodor found a cave, but as they went to enter, 
it was already occupied. There was a fire lit within, and a voice calls out inviting them in. So, of course, the reasonable thing to do is to go inside and join the shelter. And they get inside, and the man never gives his name, nor asks theirs, but Bran takes him for a little, as his cloak is fastened with a cloak in the shape of a pine cone, and the little sigil is half pine cone, half something else, and... I really like this. It's like the this. It shows like the spirit of the North. It's this. There's one cave. The elements are harsh right now. You're not doing me any harm. Share my shit. It's like let's not both die. Yeah, I also sort of like the. We won't. We're not going to ask questions of each other and exchange like information because it's a dangerous time right now. So right, right. So he offers them some food, and Bran asks them asks him if it's far to the wall, which. I think it's a little too telling. Like right, right. It's sort of like, Brand, shut up. But he says, not so far as the crow flies, but for them that's not got wings quite a ways yet. And Bran again complains about the King's Road. But uh, the Then man, we get some good information. The important quote, yeah, which uh, I don't know if you have it. Not the quote. Oh, no, yeah, basically the gist of it is that when there was a Stark in Winterfell, a maid girl could walk in her name day gown down the King's Road and go unmolested. And the inns were open and welcoming, but the nights are colder now. There's squids in the wolf's wood, and flayed men ride the king's road, asking after strangers. And Mirren and Jojen exchange a look at this, because they pick up on it, as what, Bran may not, but... Well, and that's what's funny is... Bolton men are supposed to be Northmen. Why are they... Riding up running around, around in the north in the in the wolf's wood, uh, searching for people, in endangering Northmen. Like this guy, if he is a little Flint Nori, he's, he's afraid he's of, them, of them, right? Yeah. And so, why is that? What the fuck? And I think that's interesting. That it, it again shows that because we know that they're knowledgeable, but they're clearly knowledgeable in the sigils and who's supposed to have fealty where, right? And so, yeah, it's a very weird moment for them, and I think clarifying it kind of. And also, we get. The Stark in Winterfell. Is there something to that? Right. Like, did the North become more dangerous now because there's something's broken? It's 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 a very clever use of the Stark line, not delivered by a Stark. Or is that just the like? Because I showing the importance think, of the family. The the if there's a Stark in Winterfell, then justice and honor is going to be upheld. It's solidified. If a you more, yeah. commit a crime, you're going to serve the punishment. Right. So you don't do the that. The Starks here. won't let you get by right. with it. Yeah, type it's of thing. More of yeah, no, concept. no, for sure I could see that, but how it's It could mean. definitely be some kind of an ancient, you know, spell But this deal. man that Bran believes to be a little goes on saying, yes, the bastard's boys. He was dead, but now he's not. And paying good silver for wolf pelts, a man hears, and maybe gold for word of a certain other walking dead. And he looks at Bran in summer as he says this. So he knows who the fuck they are. Right. At least Bran, Hodor, in summer. Um. He also knows that Ramsey's dangerous. Is this a little? Yes. You think so? I, mm, I suppose that's hard to say. It, Bran assumes so. Bran's usually pretty good at identifying people and traits. Yeah. We've seen that. But it, there's no way to confirm or guarantee. I mean, he sees a fucking pine cone pin and is just jumping to, yes, he must be a little. That only makes up half the sigil. Like, why wouldn't it be a pin of the full sigil if right. he's a little? So I just... Who knows? I feel like this is more north of the wall shit yeah, like Brendan Rivers is leading him or something? I or? feel like this is like maybe even someone with the Children of the Forest, and that's 
their little, little class. class like it just, yeah, the assumption that it's just a little and it's taken that quickly. And I'm sure I actually didn't look into it. I'm sure there's a million and one theories about who this person is or may be and why there's a thousand percent evidence proving he is a little or is not. But, you know, it's an interesting one. And I have no good guess. I just I feel right. like there's some more to this brand. They needed shelter. But I think that they, a little would definitely behave that way. Seeing. Oh, Brand, for sure. This is I, I could Stark. see him being a Northman. He's for clearly sure. been driven out of his home. I'm going to give him as much protection as I can. But it's interesting that. We, Martin specifically tells us that food game is scarce, gar- grew scarce, and then they're they're seeking shelter because the rain is driving them in. They find shelter, and this man has food. That I think that's more evidence that he is because the littles live up here. They're more custom on how to obtain that kind of stuff. So maybe he was out just foraging. Or on his way back home, he knows the mountains, has some food. I mean, it could just also be so. a, a, a chance to show sort of the north. Loyalty, yeah, yeah, and so, but it feels a little more mystical to me, but I, I don't know. Anyway, he says that the wall isn't any place he'd be wanting to go anyway. Because there were ravens. Lord Mormont took all the Night's Watch and headed into the haunted forest. Yeah. And nothing has come back except for ravens. Except for ravens bearing... Dark scarce a, scarce a word between them. Right. And as we know, these are from Sam, who... Wrote the messages, but forgot to actually get them out, and so... Dark wings, dark woods. But Little interpreted it it correctly. Right. They showed up with with nothing. Obviously, that's not good. That means that they didn't have chances to get the messages off. So, like, the messages interpreted, uh, good on you, Sam, for getting the birds off, at least getting some warning out. And, yeah, uh... How does he know this? My notes. He's close to the wall. Okay. The closest, if you know, he's if in, he in the gift, in the new gift, I would believe, or he's from north of the fucking wall. Like I speculate, right, right. like yeah, it's. Do you think it's like, like not in a, my usual joking manner, but something with like cold, cold hands, hands coming where, down? That's where my line of thinking and went. This but, is just the first tra- trace of but, him, right? Or, I just I feel like because Bran's the one who runs into cold hands later, that that would have. Because I mean, it could even be like a uh, uh, Benjen Stark glamoured or some shit like that. Like some right? Crazy yeah, I don't know. Is there magic like that? Is that pin somewhat magical in its right. Children of the Forest magic? Who knows? Yeah, that was more my thinking. Is that this person is here? As a guide, as a replenishment station, in video game terms, as a fucking save point, if you will, of like, you yeah, know, you're doing good, kid, keep going. Like, yeah. here you go. It's about to get rougher. Like, And so the next bit is what makes me think a little less so that he might be something mystical and more, he's just a little. Yeah. Is Jojen says, don't worry, the Starks will return to Winterfell. And he's like, well, how do you know that? Well, I dreamed it. Well, I dreamed my mother last week, and she's been dead for 20 years. Don't make it any more likely to happen. Right. There are dreams in their dreams, my lord. And I think him having that, like, your dreams aren't shit. Like, if it was more magical, I don't think he would be shooting I, that down as much. I do, uh, because it would just be a distraction. It would. Bran would want questions. He would want answers. He would ask questions. Jojen would be intrigued. It would pull away from their journey. And... So I and he doesn't really discredit Jojen. He just says, you know, I dreamed that my dead mother came back to life. That didn't happen. And Jojen's saying, well, right, like there's your dreams and then there's my dreams. And so it's kind of that. Like I could 
absolutely almost seeing it being that intervention of, you know, he's not going to be like, right, the green dreams that are all mystical and knowing because right, right. it's a, it, it could prove to be a distraction. Of course, he could just be a little. like, But Who knows? for me, it's fun to think that there's something a little more and at they play sleep. here. And they <laughs> Yeah. And come morning, the little, in quotes, is gone. But he had left a sausage for them and some oat cakes, Hell which yeah. Bran has trouble deciding which one he likes better. And then there was this quote. One day there would be Starks in Winterfell again, he told himself. And then he'd send for the Littles and pay them back a hundredfold for every nut. And it doesn't, that line does not feel pleasant to me me. in any way. That feels ominous to me in just a... They, I, I mean, if they had wronged him, and so well, and that's starts, that's but, like right. That's almost where my line of thinking goes. Is that this man wasn't a little, and he has no true reason to thank the littles. Right, and like that's just sort of it. Just feels ominous, like because Tyrion's delivered a sim- similar line. You know, I'm going oh, to sure, summon I'm them gonna... and pay back everything that like I owe them, type of thing. And it's just a uh, how how are you meaning this, Bran? But right. He's just a kid, of course, so he's not thinking, you know, murder. But as they walk on, they end up seeing an eagle gliding. Look, an eagle. It's up there flying. And Bran tries to join with it, but is unable to. Um, hmm. Interesting. Right? Very. Do you think that's because it's already occupied? Already occupied. You think it's Orel? Perhaps. Um, I think that's just a bit much. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and it's more Bran's lack of training I mean, in touching other creatures. I, uh, I would have to double check, but I feel like we just did get word that Varamir may be scouting. That's potential. And so, so it could well. be Varamir. Right. And, it could and that's kind of what I was... Occupado, sorry. Like, right. No vacancy in exactly. here. Yeah. And so he's not able to for that reason, which... And so I think that might be something that Martin's intending. Oh, right. But it, at the it, same it serves time... two purposes of sort of not overpowering Bran too early in the story and sort of dejecting him a little. I'm not as good as I should be because they were supposedly able to do multiple animals. I can't. Right. But no, you can. This one just happens to be scouting. It's a, it's already warged, and right. so you can't. And so it, it kind of keeps him, Bran, in the spot where he's at, where he's angry. He still wants to learn more, but he thinks he's incapable, and really there is a simpler not brand's failure explanation for it and i i'd like to think that it is and so it's neat but uh jojen comments on how hodor likes it when brand says hodor's name what the fuck and brand reveals that hodor is not his name it is just a word he says his real name is walder old man told brand this so as we know martin has confirmed that the creation of hodor's name is brand related and it's Similar, Similar to, to what's going to happen, what happened in the show. Um, that motherfucker, mm-hmm. he, right here, I just the way that Jojen directly points out that Hodor likes it when you say his name, it's almost like there's some kind of a strange comfort right. in that, that word that being spoken by, by Bran. And Hodor has that vague understanding of, 
you you're the one who did this to me. Yeah. But no understanding of how or why or right. what it actually entails or Unless, means yet. Uh, or there's the flip and he, he completely knows understands yeah. and has accepted it because he's and seen it's why. Hodor and is yeah, Hodor. Like he's the perfect Hodor. Like I'm Hodor here for you, is buddy. What happened? Yeah. I got you, man. Yeah, type of thing. Absolutely. His real name was Walda, and I think that's interesting because we know that Brand's hatred for he anything Walders. Yeah. And we'll get even more of that again right. here in just a second. That was where I was immediately going to be taking this is Bran has nothing but venom toward anything associated right. with the name Walder. And is and that so I is think that foreshadowing this, for this Hodor? I think thing? it is partially I absolutely cuz I think that Martin knew writing this right now. What happened? What happened to Hodor? Yeah. And that it's not necessarily a venom towards the hatred at Walder. It's a venom at himself for refusing Hodor to ever be allowed to call, be called Walder. Like, he he demonized that name by forcing Hodor well, out of Well, I mean, that's, and, I think, future, you know, when it when it hits Bran, that he right. did it for sure. And then it, and he so solidifies I think, well, I think it by that's... calling him Hodor all his life, not realizing it yet that... You're the one who gave him this name because you broke his mind, and then all your life, your family just called him Hodor, which is technically almost like degrading in right. this circumstance. You're just sort of breaking him, like in a reek scenario of Hodor, Hodor. It rhymes. And so with that's hold it. Part door. of me thinks it's this this loop where, like, because right. he fucked with Hodor, and Hodor can't use the name Walder, he has this. Venom at himself for that, which he lashes out unknowingly Toward towards Walders. You get to use That's Walder. That's Why is it that it you from? get to be Walder? But I bet he later doesn't. in the story, I bet they were Walder. I bet they were Frey's Walders. Right, yeah. right. Sounds like something little Walder would little do. Little Walder would do. Yeah. So it's, he Maybe has this it is, hatred yeah, yeah, towards yeah, the name subconsciously. Because, because he, he destroyed it. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and then he thinks on that point uh, about Old Nan and wonders if she was killed by the Ironborn as he Aww. doesn't recall seeing any women or old people slaughtered as he made his way out. Poor and he Nan. vocalizes saying like, Old Nan used to tell Theon stories too. He wouldn't hurt her, would he? And Mira points out that it wasn't Theon that did the killing at Winterfell. There were too many dead Iron Men for that. And then she tells Bran, which is very sweet, that as long as he remembers Old Nan's stories in her voice... A part of her will always live in him, and so he promises that right. he will remember. Also, point of note, we skipped over it earlier. Bran likes watching Mira hunt, and Aww. it is fucking adorable. Aww. I mean, he likes looking at that ass, but Aww. it like, yeah, uh, one of He's our listeners, I think Karen, points out so. that Bran's crush on Aww. Mira is adorable, and it, it, really it absolutely is. is. Um, and she plays into it, too, man, like making faces yeah, at yeah, him and winking. And, yeah, Mira, uh, do you think... Bran, uh, Bran, Jojen and Mira at this point assume it was the the Boltons that did do it when they say Theon did not. And they just don't want Bran to know that one of your house has betrayed I would like well. to say yes. I'd like to say I think they're clever enough to, to put that out, but I just don't know because they are still, like, young. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not sure how much Howland Reed put into them as far as, like, strategical combat. I think... I think so, because they exchanged the glance at the look of the flayed men, which clearly to me stated that they understood that it was odd that the Boltons the flayed men around. were running around the wolf's wood and it was threatening to Northmen. And so, yeah, I think maybe it was sort of this clicking moment. Clicking this... moment, but I don't know. Were they there? They were there when Reek showed up and then Ramsey Bolton, right? Because Bran was the one who saw 
Ramsey break Theon's uh-huh. face. Is that correct? I think so. Oh, that was a Theon chapter. It was a Theon chapter. So, yeah, no, they might not have seen Ramsey right. and everything appear, so they may still be missing a few pieces. Right, right. I don't think but quite yet. Back to where we were, we do know, we know Nan's alive currently right. um, being held captive, probably being tortured. Um, I feel like Nan's probably not being tortured, that Nan's just serving her duties, doing chores like she would if she was at Winterfell just because she knows how to survive. Well, right, and I had said that She's a survivor. The, the big twist on, on your stupid theory is that actually old Nan, old Nan is the vampire lord of the Dreadfort. Fuck yes. And fuck Roose Bolton. I mean, there's actual evidence about Roose Bolton being a vampire. Yeah, but no, he isn't. It's Nan, Nan being one is cool. That's, that's a fun tinfoil. That's going to be the big twist at yeah, the end yeah. is it's old Nan leading the others. And Nan is the hooded fat Actually, that's in interesting because you just brought up uh, in relation to the Davos chapter that maybe... The Great War, Rolor versus the Great Other. Yeah, yeah. The other might be female. Maybe yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Nan, man. Nan's like, the other. To, a, she's the queen. That, she's just been skirting around, pulling a full-on Mance Raider. Right, right. Like she's been living among the yeah, North, spreading and the stories and the rumors yeah, yeah, yeah. and the fears, and they have to live off that fear. That's fucking cool. Martin, please, like, I'm <laughs> fuck. For, yeah. I'm here for that. Nan, the real. Ice like, Queen. Yeah, just fucking twist it, old Nan's. Yo, Elsa ain't got shit on Nan. I digress. So. Yeah, after a while of silence, Bran asks if they know any stories. You could maybe tell one as we walk. God damn it, here we go. Bran likes the stories of the knights, but Mira and Jojen tell him there's no knights in the neck, bro. They well, sink. They sink, There's dude. some below the bog, and Bran <laughs> likes that thought, knights below the bog. Gives him a chill, but a good chill, because he likes the it's scarier stories, right? Stuff. It is a creepy image. But Mira says, I do know one about a knight. In the year of the false spring. Here we go, listeners. You ready? The Knight of the Laughing Tree. He may have been a Kranich man. Or might not, Jojen asks. Cool. So, as we're full spoiler, I assume many of you know about some of this stuff. Let's go into this with this thing here. I subscribe to the normal theory that most people do, that the Knight of the Laughing Tree is Liana. And I'll just support with what little evidence I have that leaps out to some of my tinfoils as I want to do. Zach has thrown something else my way. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what you people are talking about. The Knight of the Laughing Tree is Ned. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that it is Ned. And uh, this chapter, here is Zach explaining to you why the Knight of the Laughing Tree is Ned. Let us begin. Jojen just said, or might not have been the little Kranig men. Okay, so we, that points towards Liana or and then, someone else other than Howling. And then the next, the next, uh, the next line is that. Are you sure you, uh, Prince Bran doesn't want to hear this story? He's heard it a thousand times from his Lord Father. And Bran's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, of course he would want to tout his sister and how great she was defending the Cranig men. I'm going to be throwing the normal tell the, arguments right, 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 here for sure, or tell the story of how me and my BFF in the world met. But, uh, right. romance. As we know, uh, like, listeners, let, real talk real quick. We all know Martin loves a good bromance. So, also, Stannis I will point out that as I preface this with my love for Liana, Zach dropped some fucking bomb points here, yo. So, so strap in. Once, there was a small Kranig man, Mira begins. Smart and quick and brave. He learned all the magics of my people. And, of course, Bran can't keep his mouth shut for a dope story, so he interrupts asking... It, uh, well, one, he thinks he's certain he's never heard this story. So, 
This is not a story old Nan has told. This is not a story he's heard from Ned, any of Ned's retainers, Roderick, Lewin, Rob, John, Sansa, Arya. No one in fucking Winterfell has told Brandon Stark this story ever. Right. Ever. Cool. This is the tourney at Hall. Yeah. He knows the tourney at Harrenhal. Right, right, right. This is, like, history, and that's one of the biggest parts of the tournament. Like, Mystery Night showing up, Bran even thinks, are big fucking deals. People are like, yo, this is dope. And he's never heard of it. And he never heard of this. Like, this is intentionally kept from Bran. That portends a lot to the argument that the Night of the Laughing Tree is Lyanna. That's why Ned never told it. I, on the flip... I just think it relates to Ned want, not wanting to bring up the quiet wolf. The the whole thing is uh, bring up Howlin, Howlin brings up the Tower of Joy, right. Lyanna, Jon Snow, Rhaegar. It ain't good stuff. So some of these magics here, I have some right real sound theories of them just being normal things that are misconstrued as magics because the magics that he learns are he can breathe the mud. Uh, yep, a lot of different like little reeds. He can sure, 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 snorkeling. Sure. This could be like magic that. or not. Um, he can run on the leaves. Yep, is that uh, which I feel like I can do that, Helen. Now, <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe this means like running through the trees, yeah, up I, in the I, branches. I and so I think that that's yes, learning the magic. Arya can do that. People, right? If you're nimble-footed and light, the Cranning Men we know are smaller. So I definitely think that's explainable. Discipline by just, training, right? Right. Um. What's next there? Change earth to water. Right. Or water to earth. Now, I think being able to manipulate the mud and sticks in correct ways, dams, things like that, could correlate with this. But this is the one that I have the most fun thinking about. Because you started mentioning some I mean, to me, this is how Greywater watch. Greywater keep? Greywater watch. Greywater watch. Uh, Whatever one it is. Moves around. Uh, They live in a boggy part of the swamp. And if, as we are told... Uh, the little Cranning men here in this story, as we can all agree on, is Howland Reed. And therefore, he is the one who learned these magics. He is able to change water to earth and earth to water. The only other time, really, we've heard of something like this is the Children of the Forest sinking the, the Arm of Dorne. Right. And so, yeah, I think it's literal, like, quicksandy kind of forming, moving around this keep. And he diddy bops it around. And it's... And maybe he's not alone. It's a condensed effort of the magics of their right. people, as Mira right. describes it. And so, so that could, as I mentioned, be different techniques in damming, sure. manipulating could, muds could to have use, a build their scientific buildings explanation. where they can, their, their buildings are temporary and they can just drop them down into mud by throwing enough water on sure. them. Or, um, I like to believe that it's fully magical, right. that these guys, they, they have this power to wield in their territory where they are. They have, it's their freaking... Uh, lair actions. They can just activate these things in their area that, draw? that allow you to manipulate right. the terrain around you. And that's just a technique they've learned from living there for so long. And so, yeah, he gets bored of this lifestyle. Well, he, no, could, that's not true. he could talk to trees. Talk to trees, right? Uh, um, northern gods. We know all about the werewolves. Right. Uh, green sight, potential uh, but not connection quite with Joe. Well, we know Howland doesn't. Right. But maybe this is how Jojen, you know, maybe through this connection, mm-hmm. uh, again, or could be, as you said, just praise to the old gods. Straight, and this could be straight through, like, where they do have a bit of a more knowledge 
into tapping into speaking with the trees, learn gaining one a little of the more of their knowledge. More interesting ones to me, he weave, could weave words. Weave words, yeah. I believe this as because we spoke a little bit uh, about it before. Part of me wants to think that this is he just knew some words in in the children's language, which I believe, as we've heard, it's almost like song is basically nature. magic itself. Yeah, it's just weaving words, is casting spells or speaking in the children's language and affecting the nature because that's how the words are. Their words affect nature just by being spoken, and so he knew some of that and could that would be potentially how he spoke with the trees and And he could make castles appear and disappear right and that again i feel like it has potential with the he hired david copperfield that or the materials that knowing how to work the terrain that they are in the trees but that's separate i again i'm I'm from you know like it's it's, all magic that's where it gets wild to me is there's just too many things listed here as different bullet points and so like yes Three out of the five or seven whatever, just could just be current. science. Yes, they're, they're they're manipulating the currents in this bog. And, and they, drying out this right, area and, so that people right, can't get through it here so, so that it's all they, mud right. and murk. And but there's so many points that, like, one, one of, of these has got to yeah. be something weird, right? And I believe that all of them in some way are potent, slightly magically enhanced because I'm, I'm an asshole who right. believes every tinfoil theory. So, like, everything that I'm saying, I disagree with. No, it's actual <laughs> magic. These guys are the fucking coolest. I want to know more about the reason. But as you said, when he reached manhood, he decided the world needed It was calling for him. So he decided to visit the Isle of Faces. And Bran is, of course, <sighs> like, you wait, you don't visit the Isle of Faces. <laughs> like... That's where the green men are, and Mira says it was the green men he meant to find. So this is a quest. He's right. setting out. Do you think he, like, was Rhaegar? Summoned? Was so he summoned through my, his tree talk? My thoughts are there was a moment where Rhaegar was in the library, very bookish, and one day he came across something, and he just he couldn't he continue couldn't his little go. education yeah. anymore. He had to do this instead. Yep. Howland hit this point where he heard the world calling out to him yearning for him right and he needs to go there was that through the trees that he heard the that? trees that he was speaking right. with is it a song that he heard right. did he did he get some kind of knowledge and so he had to go there so he he makes a boat and he throws it over his back and he just starts fucking he hoofs his it, way yeah. he walks and paddles and makes his way out down through to where he gets to the he gets there man yeah. to the fucking island and bran asks did he meet the green men and mira says yes but that's another story, and not for me to tell, my prince. Uh, so obviously it's Howland's story to tell. So uh, when do we get that story? Um, please, please and thank you. Because, listeners, I'm just going to say it again. This man went to the Isle of Faces seeking the green men, and it is confirmed that, yes, he found them. Confirmed in a story. In but a story by his daughter, right. but yeah. Uh, um that this is huge. This is, and this is something that will be revealed. Right. It I has guess. to. It'd be crazy not to. Like, and and it makes me wonder, because you know, a lot of the questions about the heritage, about Liana and Rhaegar, about is how that will be revealed. I think Rhaegar is the the ticket. He's the one who is waiting to pull this trigger, and he knows he has to wait. Rhaegar, uh, Helen Reed. I think has a pretty clear notion of events to come and events that are occurring. The War of the Five Kings, he's silent through so, because fuck that noise, that's nothing. Well, basically what I was going to say was the the way that we get it revealed is 
by being there. Right. Bran is going to go there. That's what I feel like is... I almost feel like this is a meeting for Bran. Right. Like, you need to, you needed this. And, and Howlin went there to be almost a conduit or right. just a, a, vo- a vocal piece. And so he's going, and I think you're absolutely onto that. I've not really heard that point. Howlin has no need to be here for the War of the Five Kings. That's irrelevant. Like, yes, he helped his friend. He went through the right. stuff that he did with the kids and the children. But he probably on this island... Learned that he has a specific task. Yes, he has something to do. And so when that time after That's why the... Mira and Jojen are the ones going and dealing with Bran. Right. He's on the oil of faces. Why would he not go get Bran to train him? Right. Like... Because he has something else he, he has, has to do. Because he has something more important. Now, do you think somehow he correlates with becoming the Ice King in some way? Or the new Ice if King? That's, that's the... And that's why I keep bringing up Davos. That's the question. Is what God... Is serving what purpose? Right. And I don't, I don't know the motives of the gods in this story. I only can try to suss out the motives of the men. To me, this story shows me nothing but why Howland Reed is loyal to the Starks. Yes, and why in a Winds of Winter he's going to show up wielding a Stark banner, flying Ned's flag, saying, <laughs> "My best friend in the fucking world was murdered." And I did nothing because I need to help his children and the long night that's coming. Right. And here's why. Great. So let's get to that. Now let's that we've sidetracked so heavily. Get in there. Uh, let's get into the actual. All winter, the Cranig right. men stayed on the aisle. But come spring, he said his farewells to the green men and took his leave. He rode until he saw a castle rising beside the lake. Harrenhal! And he knew that this must be the greatest castle in all the world, and right, Bran can't contain his excitement. I love, I love Bran was listening it, to stories. Mira says, was mm. it? With mm. a smile. And under its walls were tents and banners and knights on horses of all colors and shapes and sizes. A great tourney was underway. The king himself was there. So now, as we go through this, I'm going to be naming these people. So, the king himself was there. This is Ares the Mad King, and yes. with his son, the Dragon Prince, Rhaegar Targaryen. The White Swords, the king's guard, had come to welcome a new brother to their ranks, Jaime Lannister. Jaime Lannister. The Storm Lord, Robert Baratheon, Bobby B, and the Rose Lord were there. Tyrell. Tyrell. The Lion of the Rock, Tywin, had quarreled with Ares right. and had stayed away, but most of his bannermen and knights had attended. Now, this is the this beginning all of when... We know right. all this. This is, yep. That's, this is, Tywin not being there is, that's why he's away when the sacking comes, because he, he does not rejoin, I believe, right. until that point. Right. So, that this is the start of that. We're all aware of that. This and is where Lyanna gets crowned the... The Queen of Love so, and Beauty. Yeah, right. this, this is the tragedy. And Anywho. The Cranigman wanted nothing so much as to be a part of it, and Bran immediately knows that feel. That's fucking cool, man. That I just... I real quick to stop there. Howland's never experienced. Oh a right, turn, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like, for sure. At this sure. point, he's been he's been locked away. Is he knows of the stories? They are. I mean, he maybe he's heard the stories through his family who has visited the stars. Right, and it's done a person outside. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not because the tourney is filled with douchebags and pricks. But like, it's the person outside the fandom who's kind of like, hey, I'd like to like. Read it, and the fandom's like, "Here's every copy of the book." Like that's what the Starks are doing, and that's what how it's like. Oh, this is really cool. How and do I like, come join yeah, us? And the Be Starks our best are immediately like, "Get in here, kid!" <laughs> and so yeah, uh, the, and then of course he comes up. Mira up. goes through the and Patreon. You should uh, get 
the first Dunkin' Egg episode, we get the the rules. The that daughter should be out by now, actually. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the daughter, really uh, sim- similar rules to the tourney that Dunk is attending at Ashford. The daughter of the castle of Harrenhal reigned as the queen of love and beauty, with five champions defending her. Her four brothers, and her uncle. Sir Oswell of, uh, yeah, Sir Oswell Went of the Kingsguard. The Wents. Uh, brother of Lord Went of Harrenhal. And Bran asks if she was a fair maid, and she was, but there were others fairer still. The wife of the Dragon Prince, Elia Martell. Ashara Danes at this party. Of course she is. Lyanna Starks at Lyanna. this party. But uh, Bran asks, interrupts to whine about love stories. This isn't one of those love stories. Hodor doesn't like that. I love that. He likes the stories about knights fighting monsters. I think this is a, a little bit of foreshadowing. Not the knights fighting monsters necessarily so much, but the projecting himself upon Hodor. Hodor hates this stuff. No, you hate this stuff. Hodor doesn't have a choice to. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't. don't he doesn't I don't even like it. Hodor, Hodor hates these stories. I, I get like, oh, it. Oh. Like he's a he, Bran's a kid, and right. like for the most part of this chapter, I think he's like a cute kid just getting this. I don't like this. Hodor doesn't like it stuff because he has the ability to literally make that true, and it's Hodor right. is his victim. Like if if what we know to be true, he From broke that, Hodor, yeah, and like this is. Fucking torture! Like this is worse than Reek and Ramsey shit. Because he doesn't even understand, right? That he's like in Bran this is, way. yeah, and or, Bran or has no clue. Know. Bran is just doing it intrinsically, and like, oh, it's it's gross, and it I don't like it at mm-hmm. all. But um, also, real quick, uh, or not real quick, jeez, uh, Mira responds to sometimes the knights are the monsters, right. Bran. I mean, and then, what in the flying fuck? Like, we haven't been getting right. that Jamie from... Jamie Lannister. The Hound. The Hound. Every night that's come about. I mean, even Literal in, uh, personification with Sir Robert Strong in later books right, right, of right. the mountain being we turned to... We just run uh, Red Duncan Egg, and there's the squires and knights in there right, that, that are, are having those types of ordeals that they're man, shitty. Don Darien right. is a piece of shit. Piece of shit, man. Yeah. So... Yeah, for sure. It's that's really a, interesting. I, and Mira fucking... And she rolls right into man. the story with he he comes upon some squires yeah. that just start giving him some shit, No man. older than 15, and Howland has reached manhood at this point. But well, that's probably 16, bigger 17. Than, yeah, yeah, for sure. Not right. not like 20s yet. But still, they are much bigger than him. Right. Panic men are a little, little, which... Halfling? Children of the forest Hobbits, are known forest. to be direct, little, like, and these people are little. So, right. uh, yeah, again, uh, these connections to the Cranach men and the children. But uh, Bran immediately asks, were they Walders? And there's the water. They're, they're they're like, yeah, yeah, there it is vitriol. again. None gave their names, but he marked well each of their faces so he might revenge themselves on him later, on them later. And as he lay curled on the ground, they would shove him as he tried to get up and kick him until a voice roared. That's my father's man you're kicking. Howled the she-wolf, Liana. Fucking Liana coming up all fucking A new brittle. fighter has arrived. <laughs> and uh, Bran asks, a wolf on two legs wolf or four? four? Bran is fucking in it. Dude, he, he just, is yeah. in this story. It is a fictitious, fictitious fairy tale mm-hmm. that he is not at all like understanding that putting this actually... any people's names to faces or descriptions. Nothing. You would you like to know what your aunt Liana said? Like, let me tell. Right. you. Fuck. So she answers two. 
The she-wolf scattered the squires with a tourney sword and brought the Kranigmen back to her lair to see to his wounds. And there he met her pack brothers. Yes. The yeah. wild wolf who led them. Brendan Stark. The quiet wolf beside him. Ned Stark. Couldn't, uh, skirt here. Couldn't help but notice that Ned's the quiet wolf. I immediately think a ghost. Ghost, yeah. Oh, dude, that's cool. The silent wolf. The silent wolf. Oh, shit. And so it's odd that the bastard ends up with the wolf most like their father and literally described in this story. Dude, as the quiet as wolf. As the quiet wolf. That's fucking dope. Uh, That's and the pup cool. who was the youngest of the four. Benjamin. <laughs> the she-wolf insisted that the Kranig men attend the feast that night with them, as he was of high birth and had any right to attend, as much of any right as anyone else there. Awesome. And... See, and that's, again, showing just that n- the natural honor right. of the Starks. Right. Like, you no, you have every right to be there. Of course you should join us. And the she-wolf was quite hard to refuse. <laughs> so the young pup, Benjen, found him suitable garb, and to the king's hall they went. Oh, Benjen's like, yo, bro, check out this shit. You can see some sweet kicks over in here. So that night, he ate and drank with the wolves and many of their sworn swords as well. The dragon prince, Rhaegar, sang a song so sweet it made the wolf maid sniffle. Made Zack cry, too, because Zack's a bitch for Rhaegar. But when her pup brother teased her for crying, she poured wine over his head. Oh. Are they are they already in love here? Um, I don't think so. Or is this I the, think the, this the, the is attraction the building? He sees how her, his song affected her, and this is going to lead into a little bit more of what I have to play on here that I believe myself which is not your wonderful Ned For sure. Because um, I know uh, some of our listeners, Julian, for instance, had pointed out that he wasn't entirely clear on like the, the meaning of this story. So this is history. This is something that happened legitimately, and mo- uh, apparently Bran has been kept from. But this here is Rhaegar. He played his harp, as he's known for being very soft and sensual, and it made Lyanna cry during this. And this is a huge moment of him... Leading to him naming her the Queen of Love and Beauty, which led to him kidnapping, in quotes, if you'd like, her, which led to Robert's Rebellion, which led to her death, which led to Jon Snow. So, because we know with the, with the, I'm just going to go forward from here, where after, after the knight is fighting, does the fighting, and shows the squires their lessons and leaves, Rhaegar is tracked tasked with hunting down that laughing right. knight of the laughing tree. By Ares. And yep. the only thing that they find is the shield. I believe that's not true right um that the group Rhaegar. that went out with Rhaegar includes one lon lon mouth and zach fucking hates this but i'm still i feel <laughs> yeah, like this i is rolled one my, my eyes so yeah i feel like this is one of my like actually could be some fact in here but the group that went out to find liana i feel like Rhaegar did find her and they were let in on the secret and saw that there was the attraction that was building this romance and Lon Lonmouth is actually Lem Lemon Cloak. The cloak he's wearing is still that same cloak that he wore when they went out on their travels. Um, I'd have to refresh my memory on the facts on how this all works out because there's some sweet stuff. But I believe this is the this is the start of something new. Oh wow! You know, and so they're they're falling in love here. See, for me, I I just find it hard to believe that if there's a squad in on it, as Ned Stark says, too many people knowing. Is too many, it would have gotten out, and so I, I think at this point, I think, I think they may have already kind of had a spark for, for sure. each other. And, it, and if that's the case too, it, uh, to me, it could be that if they did know each other before, well, fuck, this is just a time. Oh, it was you, bitch, get over here. And see, I could almost see it being Rhaegar finds the Laughing Knight, but again, it's Ned, and for the the new passion fire he's harboring for Ned's sister. 
it's a well i won't turn you in if that could be cool you too. introduce like me that. to your sister type damn thing it. damn it with your cool little fucking so boy. uh anyway uh, continuing forward, yes. a black brother spoke, asking men to join the Night's Watch. Nate and I uh, did some digging to figure this, but this is Yorin, 100%. Yorin. As Yorin has stated, uh, the as he has Arya and everything, that he was injured 30 years prior, and this ta- uh, he died in 299 AC. This ta- this tourney takes place in 286. Like 286, and yeah, so 285, he is like well that. within the time of being injured and then being set to a recruiter, so it's most likely Yorin. I could be wrong. It could be someone else that's doing it, that's but we do know that yet unnamed. But Harrenhal was on his path, right? His tra- uh, and Yorin was recruiting at that point, so very likely to be him. The Stormlord Bobby B outdrank the Knight of Skulls and kiss- Kisses, Nate's Richard Lawnmouth, in a game of cups. I, I'm just excited. Oh yeah, I'm you were just to... smiling yeah, so no, wide. I okay. just love it. I love it. A maid with purple eyes danced with a white sword. Ashara <sighs> Dane here is dancing with either. Uh, either Barry the Bold. Who has a crush on her. He loves He's crushing. Uh, or her brother, Sir Arthur Dane. Sir Arthur Dane. And possible. God, I like that dance a lot better yeah, than Barry cool. the Bold. I like the idea of Barry. She I also remember. danced with a red snake yes. over in Martell, my OB. boy. And the Lord of Griffins, John Connington. John Con. And who I feel like he just. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. He's he would keeping love... up appearances. Yeah, it was Rhaegar he Rhaegar, wanted to that, dance which with. Which is too bad. Because I bet Oberyn would dance with Rhaegar, too. Oh, Oberyn and John Con should Dude, have danced. right? That would have be been a fucking good. Great. And I bet fucking Oberyn put some moves Dude, on Dude, Oberyn. Shit. What a dashing man. And lastly, she Ashara Dane danced with the quiet wolf, Lord Eddard Stark but himself. But only because the wild wolf went and asked on his behalf. Because he's too scared and shy. Yeah. So, uh... Adorable re- revelation of Ned, and this also sparks the rumors that the bastard comes from Ashara Dane. Which is clearly the true case. Um, I would like to point out that a maid with purple eyes danced with a white sword. The way it opens is very similar to a maid with purple venom and snakes in her hair. The prophecy about Sansa. Sansa. And uh, I just you think don't Ashara know. Ashara is kind of a... Is she poisoned? Is she tainted? Is there... Maybe that purpling. I mean, because we do know that the the Danes are known for their purple eyes. Because right. I think Arthur. Uh, I mean, Ashara Dane's dead. Supposedly, right, she threw herself off, off a tower with the uh, delivery of a sword. But yes, mm-hmm. with the delivery. And of so, Dawn. is this the the last time that they see each other until that time? I believe so. Yes. Because there's also rumors that there is a Ned bastard floating about down in the south. Save the last one. dance for me. So now. who knows what could be happening? Yeah. Uh, Fucking great stuff. I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so during all this, the Cranig men had spied his three attackers. One served a pitchfork knight, which is House Hay. One, <laughs> a porcupine, which is House Blunt. And this, the, the, the squire or the knight himself could actually be Boros Blount. Uh, he is of age for that, the Kingsguard. And it would make sense as he clearly wouldn't be appointed to the Kingsguard if he didn't have some skill with a blade. Right. And the third, of course, attended a fray of the crossing. And so the Cranig men points them out to the wolf pack, and of course the wolf pup's like, "Well, we could get you some armor, and you can handle some." Leona's yeah. like, "We'll get you a horse," and he's torn because he's small and no great fighter, and he fears he would make a fool of himself and shame his people. Now, I think that lack of confidence there is what makes him out. It leads us all to believe he is he is not the he knight. He is not the it's knight. It's not him. Right. He doesn't have... And not that he's not capable. His lack of confidence in his abilities is usually what this actually leads first to people's tourney. failure. Right. You're not going to jump into a right. tournament at your very first one and down three knights. It's just not going to happen. I mean, not that... 
there's not the possibilities, you right. know, the Barristan, the Bold, and the Jamie Lannister type deals. It's occurred, but he's he just doesn't have the confidence in himself right now that I feel like it, he would be capable of that kind of thing at the moment. The Quiet Wolf, Ned, offered him a place in his tent that night. And before he went to sleep, the Cranachman walked to the lake shore, looking across the lake at the isle where he knew the Isle of Faces to be, and said a prayer to the old gods of the North and the Neck. And so, listeners, here is my theory. Eddard Stark overheard this prayer. Heading to the lake shore himself, as Eddard Stark is wont to do, he likes to pray in front of a heart tree. He very much so would be aware that there's... The heart trees, there's literally the Isle of Faces, which is full of them, right across the lake. So I could see him going to the lakefront himself to try to sharpen a blade. Or perhaps he just overhears the little Cranning men. He hears Howland Reed's prayer. One, solidifying his allegiance to the old gods of the north. And two, Ned's honor gets flared up. And Ned agrees to fight for him here. And this is the start of the most beautiful friendship that we haven't yet seen. And that's... You, you and no, you, you're not telling me it's wrong. You think Ned is small enough to fit that small stature? I think at this point, I mean, yeah, I don't think like, we technically get description at the moment of ill-fitting armor. Like, right. it's not a small knight, right? It's ill-fitting armor. When you're on so... a horse, the armor doesn't fit. You can't tell what size of a man is in there, right. which just means that he, the person that is the knight, they've collected arbitrary pieces just to not be wearing any particular type of sigil. Where did they get that one? Did they have it painted or just found right. I, uh, That's that my question is where did the sigil? shield fucking come from? Mm-hmm. And then immediately, as Mira's saying this, Jojen cuts in. You've never heard this tale from your father, Bran. And again, this is... Specific... We just got the point where it's Howland Reed and Ned Stark are alone in a tent now. You've never heard this bit... For, like, you've never heard this from your father, Bran, ever. Like, are you, sh- are you sure? Because to me, that is read between the lines that's Jojen saying this is a story Howland told us fucking all Long the time. time all the fucking time and Ned took me into his tent right and I we, know, we, we, he, he knelt right, before I, me right. and, saw, and, and said swore this, to like, uphold my the, honor uphold and uphold the fight vows, for me as they, the Starks in the show we see every time that somebody and it's obviously derived from the books you know when they pledge their loyalty, and I pledge to never ask you anything of you that would dishonor you. I pledge to keep you housed and fed. Right. They have pledges as lords, and so hearing somebody being so faithful to the North that way and being disgraced by those Southern right. group, like he, and I can in, absolutely and see in him. His prayers, I'm sure, because it goes through it that Howland felt like he would shame his people. So I'm sure that was included in his prayers. I want to do something. But I can't. Like I'm I know, I'm not capable. And so, of, if Ned heard that, so he'll, he'd be he like, would take him and I get will do down it. on yeah, his knees. Right. Thank you for having that loyalty. My house is pledged right. to to, to protect provide yours. yours yeah, yeah. with the honor and the protection right. needed. I will do this. I'll stand for you. For you. Yeah, let's Absolutely. do this. And so, now they're bromance. And then yeah, the so Jojen just asking that. You know, you never heard this. And then Bran says, "No, it was Old Nan who told the story." Basically, shut the fuck up, Jojen Miracle. <laughs> I also think it goes to show that. Ned didn't tell stories to them. Not about this. At, I, I think that at, in general, it was Old Nan who told the stories, and right? So, but... like he, I think that just goes to show that Ned didn't know how to tell any of the stories without 
Yeah, obviously there was a much doing. different dynamic between the Reeds and the Stark children. Right. Like, Howland, it seems to me, was a little more forthright about everything. Absolutely. Well, again, and maybe not like Jon Snow's, he might have uh, Jon Snow's lineage and stuff, right. but right, he might have uh, a bigger goal. I, I need my children to know what they need to to go on their so path I can to help Bran so that I'm yeah. capable of uh, doing what I need to have done. Absolutely. So all four sons of Hall, the champions, were defeated on the first day. And as it happened, the three attackers happened to win a place among the champions throughout the tournament. But late on the second day, a mystery knight appeared. And Bran nods sagely at this. Yes, and he's mystery like, knights, yes, right. Yes, right. Of, yeah, course. of course. Of course, of course. we need a mystery Barry knight. Barry the Bold has done it twice. And when he was ten the first time. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Barry. And Bran is like, I bet it's the little Krannig men. And she says, no one knew, but the knight was small of stature and the armor was ill-fitting. The device on the shield was a heart tree of the old gods with a a white werewood with a laughing red face. And Bran says maybe he came from the Isle of Faces. In old Nan's stories, the guardians had dark green skin and leaves instead of hair. Couldn't see his face, though. Because he... Was he green? The Guardians. The Guardians of the Isle? Is that Isle, just the Isle of Faces? Like, like, I think what? I would assume that's the title given to those on the Isle of Faces, but the Guardians. So, Helen Reed met with the Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. The Guardians. Guardians. Right. Cool. Neat. Interesting. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> me, oh, I lost you my lost place. Your place. Yeah, I did. did. Uh, perhaps they did, Mira agrees, and so the knight, of course, dipped his lance to the king, and then challenged you, can And guess. knocked all three the fuck out. And as none of the three were well-loved, the crowd cheered lustily for the knight of the laughing tree. As, as is often. Came done. to be called, right. And when the three knights returned for their ransom, a booming voice in the helm yelled, Teach your squire's honor, and that shall be ransom enough. Now my... Skirt, skirt. Go back to the beginning. Is Helena Howell, that's my father's man, you're kicking. Has a very loud and booming voice that can project. And if you put it into a fucking tin helmet and you just do things like this, it alters everything, dude. So it could absolutely just show evidence that it could be a female. Yes, there. there's no. I, I I don't dispute that. No, that I know she you. is given claim in the in the first. And bit so of just this pointed to be out for yelling them. loudly. We're throwing two theories at some people for who sure. haven't heard any of them. So because I'm sure plenty of you can come up with reasons why Ned Stark is obviously not. And so it's uh here we go. Right, it's come it's at good. us with it. Yeah, please. Mm. Uh, and so the three knights immediately chastised their squires harshly, and the arms and armor were given back. And so, the little Krennic men's prayers were answered by the green men, by the old gods, or by the children of the forest, who can say? And see, this is the fairy tale. Right. This is where Mira, Mira knows the answer. Twists it. Yeah. Right, and like, so Bran is obviously jumping on the aisle, like, oh, I bet it was the, the little green men, they're doing it. And she's like, yeah, who knows who answered his prayers? Right, right, right. This is the the myth. And so the they want to know who the, the knight is. So that's when the king the next day is going to demand that he's unhelmed so that they Bobby B also was like I'm gonna unmask that unmask motherfucker but I think that's Bobby B with part of the oh of course oh, the they, hold on hold on some mystery night coming in just whooping ass let's go me and you motherfucker and so he was going into like I want no nobody can take on the mystery night I'll fight your mystery night let's go bro and Ares himself was basically promoting men to challenge him as he said any man who would hide his face behind a helm is no friend of mine which is 
I think a little paranoia. Oh, well, no shit. Because like mystery well, he, nights are, and that was why I brought up uh, his, the Sir Oswell Went of the Kingsguard. Uh, it's rumored that this whole tourney kind of started because of him speaking to his brother. Right. And the only reason Ares is here is because Rhaegar caught wind that this may be a chance for a Grand Council to right. be summoned to get Ra- Ares off the fucking throne. And so Ares, in his paranoia, was like, "I'm going. I'm going to that shit. I don't care if I didn't get invited, even though he probably was because he's a king." But so that's why he's here. It's pure fucking paranoia mm-hmm. that Ares is even here. So of course, a mystery night. He's like, "Nah." And then yeah, it was Richard Lawnmouth, and as you think, yeah, uh, all that jazz, yeah, Rhaegar. all that fun stuff. Yeah. And so, yes, next morning, though, the knight had vanished. The king was wroth and sent his son, Rhaegar, to find him. But all that was found was the painted shield, abandoned in the tree. And it was the dragon prince who won the tourney in the end. Right. And he then crowned. Well, Bran has some notes, of course, because he's like, it should have been the three knights and not their squires. So the Cranach men could have killed them all. All right, murder hobo. Holy shit, Bran. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit, Bran. What the fuck? Uh, all right. I mean, granted, you gotta remember what kind of stories old Nan's been telling with ice spiders, biggest hounds, ripping the heads off of fucking children and shit. But I concur. What the fuck, bro? The ransoms were stupid. Um, that concerns me, because regardless of who the laughing tree, it's a Stark. They're upholding, like, that Stark honor. And so for Bran to be, like, the, the chastisement of the squires to learn the lesson that the Starks are trying to prove here... Like, uh-oh, Bran. I think this is the this is the nobility showing in, in Bran. Oh, the privilege, He's for used sure. to the stories, like, tell... No, just make up the shit that he likes, and it's less like... No, Truthful. Arya and Sansa aren't here, so tell the stories that I want to hear, not the, oh, here's a lesson. No, I want to... They got this magic sword that lights on fire when you raise it in the... That's what he wants them to be given, like, not... He's still doesn't understand that this is all based in fact. This all actually yeah, right, occurred. Right, right, He's true. expecting he a, fairy a fairy tale, tale story, yeah. and there's not. And He's his, like, I don't, what, why? Why would you do this? And his last note is just that the mystery knight should have won the tourney and named the wolf maid the queen of love and beauty. Oh, she did. But that's a sadder story for another day. Uh, you're sure your father, you've never heard this story? Your lord father never told it to you, Bran. Really? Nothing? R plus L equals J? Nothing like that? Popping out from stories you've heard? Oh, okay. The fuck, brah? Uh, yeah. This is huge. Yeah. And Ned kept it. And so that, I mean, you almost can respect him for it, for the secret, the, the devotion to the secret, where he wouldn't See? even tell the meeting of him and Howland. But that also makes me wonder, was Ned clued in? To the the great game? Oh, maybe. I mean, he's... So, like, I've been doing some thinking. And, like, maybe we as a fandom have fucked Ned over? And Ned Stark is the true player of the, the Game of Thrones. And Howland Reed was like, bro, I talked to the Guardians, and, like, darkness is coming. And, like, it, it gets wild. Like, obviously, I don't think it was here that... Howland got because he, you know, he's he went out and experienced the world after that winter he spent. But maybe as things started getting real, he could have told Ned if the theory that he's got a mission was true. Why wouldn't he? And in that case, 
Maybe that explains Ned Stark's silence. Why Howland Reed is informing his children, but Ned Stark isn't. Not even his wife. He's dealing with his wife literally abusing his nephew, basically. Scolding, ignoring him, that type of thing. Not abusing. That's a bit harsh, but... Mentally, mentally, right, for sure. Emotionally. And so what if he was playing the longest game and fighting the Great War, not the petty War of the Five Kings shit? And I think that would be a really cool reveal of how Lynn sits these Stark kids down at some point and is like, your father knew. Bran, he knew you were going to be the Three-Eyed Raven. Arya, he knew you were going to be... Now, here's what I find weird about this, is I I had mentioned earlier that he doesn't understand that this is a fairy tale, or not a fairy tale. He specifically is the one that pointed out that they were phrase based on their sigil. Mm-hmm. He's aware of all the other sigils that were being set. Right. Wolves. He, how do you not, how, Yeah. like three brothers and a sister? Oh, like Uncle Brandon, the Uncle dragon Benjamin, prince Dad, was and, there. And, uh, yeah. Liana. Like, oh, the dragon prince, like all these things that are, he is not stupid by any no, means. No, no, no. And of all things, he knows the sigils. He, and so I... That confuses me. Is uh, that I he think he answers it right here when he says he thinks that maybe he can visit the Isle of Faces. Green men are said to have strange magics, and maybe they could help him walk again, or even turn him into a knight. They turned the they turn the Cranigman into a knight, even if it was for just a day. Just a day would be enough. It's magic to him. There, right. this isn't people be. This isn't humans being bro subreddit. This is humans being bros. It's magic this this is a fairy tale this doesn't happen and it did it did happen this is ned stark liana whichever standing Based up on for someone's story. honor yeah right and inspired Bran, by actual events Bran is thinking it's fictitious and so to him it's it's mm, i don't like it i don't like the way he reacts to this story i think it bodes very not well for his trajectory right, right. at all with just the things he focuses on. And yeah, that was sort of the thing I couldn't get over is that he sees what he wants to see in what he's right and whatever it is. I just see, yeah, he's slowly building this ever since they started calling him their prince and stuff. He's, he's almost built up this without even seeing it. It's very subtle. This, uh, fucking, What's a little cunt? Joffrey. 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 Ascality. Yeah. yeah, Like of I'm I'm more, Hodor doesn't like this, make it stop. He's just very noble without even realizing he's doing it by, again, projecting it onto onto Hodor and onto, no, Hodor doesn't like this. Hodor doesn't like the story with the kissing. Let's stop that. Um, You're done telling me this part. That's enough of that. Mm -hmm. He's just embraced that power so quickly just because they're also willing to listen. But uh, yeah, that's the end of, uh, what is that? Brand two, brand three, brand three, brand three. Maybe. And it's a doozy. Yeah, the Night of the Laughing one. Tree, uh, a really good story within a story, and one of Martin's best years. And then secret stories that haven't been told yet that are just right. hidden within. Right. And, fuck. Uh, lots of theories, obviously, that I have on what occurred here. Mine is a little more out there than the leading going one, which is that it's Liana. I like to think there's a lot more at play. With yeah. those two beings. And like Zach Ned said, Stark there's and... the theories about the the great lords coming here to meet with Rhaegar, I actually think it was. To overthrow To his actually father, overthrow yeah. his father, because they're all understanding he's wackadoo. Yeah. There's theories, like I mentioned, where, you know, it's Rhaegar and Lyanna running off and Lem Lemoncloak being involved in crazy ways. Right. And like, there's so many different things, so... 
you know, send us in your favorite ones. Let yeah, us know what for you sure. Like. Uh, this is a big one to get into. So, yeah, we want to hear all your guys' thoughts on the Night of the Laughing Tree stuff. And then, yeah, we're going to go ahead and convene our small council and get inductees. We'll see you over there. What a chapter. What up, Guardians? What up, Guardians? Hello. There are small councilmen. I know. But we can get some Guardians, dude. Maybe that'll be uh, another, like, a Patreon tier instead of the Initiate. Well, we, we, don't want, we certainly don't want to step on... Uh... The Isle of Faces. The Isle of Buckley's. The yeah, Joe, oh, Joe right, Buckley's right, of course, feet, of right. course, yeah, with so the Isle of Faces. Gardens, but right. uh, maybe yeah. his guardians come over and just See, us like Howland Reed, we've also visited the Isle of Faces. Right, so. we have. We know what's That's going it. on. We've come back. We can't reveal all the secrets. I mean, fuck that. Them. We're a full spoiler reread. You want to know how this That's shit true. ends? You want to know everything? All right. We have some inductees to read, but first, we're going to give our own. You first. Me first. This one's hard. It's a really hard one. It... What do you got, kid? Mira, nice for the story. Uh, she embellishes where she needs to embellish, but it's also a history lesson. And I think Jojen and Mira both learn a lot about Bran here when she's telling this story in his reaction. Jojen obviously is very single-minded in sort of Bran's reaction. Like, and you sure you haven't heard this before? And sussing out that—that's intru- That's curious to Jojen that Bran hasn't. And then Mira. Mira's just adorable and I love her so <laughs> I liked her telling it and like her dealing with Bran's interruptions the way she does and like if a certain prince would stop talking then the story would then progress would a little quicker yeah. a little faster and we'll find the knights yeah. right. and so Mira she killed it She's with that story yours great. mine is cause I cause there's a, obviously a million characters right, right here from this one we can go to but I wanted to try and keep mine more related to the Bran chapter yeah and so I'm actually going to give it to the quote-unquote little, the the little man in the cave. The little. Um, I feel like there's room, because Bran tends to meet a lot of these individuals along his path, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's... Wayward travelers. It, like Samwell Tarly coming across Gilly and them coming through the wall, yep. and like the, like the cold hands and this guy and just all these various little instances. And so I'd like to think that, I mean, maybe we'll even see this little guy... Through Stannis or Theon come wins, uh, or yeah, wins. Yeah, I'm fucking thinking a dream all of a sudden. <laughs> but you know, maybe he's gonna come and be some of the Northern Hill tribes that come and assist Stannis take back the North or something. Um, but I really like just the that Northern honor that he shows with leaving food, not asking for names. Almost hinting that, and like I guarantee that if not what we discussed earlier, Bran and Mira at least picked up on the implications that he knows that's Bran. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I know they're asking after a wolf, a stranger, you know, this. And they're like, fuck, he knows. But all he did was leave them some food and share the warm space with them. Right. And so I'm giving it to the to that little guy. The little guy. But, right. So. Cool. Well, we did get inductees from some of you loyal listeners. First, uh, we'll hear from Karen. Uh, Karen had a lot of good stuff to say about this chapter. Uh, She also wanted to shout out Sam the Slayer for getting those birds off and at least one person understanding that they mean some bad shit is coming. And then she says her inductee, well, I'm going all in on A Song of Ice and Fire this week. I am inducting the she-wolf, the laughing knight herself, Lyanna Stark. Yes. From the land of sometimes winter, winter, Karen. Um, All right, those are fighting words, Karen, but... 
I respect your inductee. Lyanna Stark, the rumored Knight of the Laughing Tree, will say, is a great inductee. Of course, she's always welcome. Absolutely. I love the She-Wolf, regardless of whether she wore the ill-fitting armor or not. She didn't. <laughs> yes, awesome inductee. So we also got some correspondence from our wonderful friend Julian, Julian. in France. Thank you for writing in. He had asked some questions about that story. We, right. I think we covered most of hopefully. it. And hopefully, if not, send us some messages, specifics that you might want us to, to right. talk over there, and we'll see what we can get. And so his inductee for this chapter is Young Barry the Bold. Bold indeed, entering tournaments at 10 as a mystery knight. Badass. Have a good day, Valar Bolderis. Thank you, Julian. I agree. The I, bold and the beautiful. I love getting these tidbits of Barrist in the Bold history. Just him doing these fucking cool feats. Ten years old, kids whooping people's ass. Well, asses. I mean, that is a very quickly, very easily recalled fact by Bran. Of like, oh, yeah, Barry the Bold did it twice. Yeah. Once when he was ten. Like, that's God, just, just out the barrel. Fact. Off the top like, of his head. Like, this kid can't recognize that this story is a fucking real-life thing that happened. But See, that's what's funny. But he's still just like, yeah, Barry the Bold did the Mystery Night thing. Barry in the Bold yeah. was in the story yeah, yeah, I know. five minutes ago. I am aware. And that's what is mind-boggling. What are you doing, kid? Like, you're actually naming one of the participants in the... the... Shit. It's, I, I think it's really just meant to highlight that his focus is on these green men. This right. learning to fly, this children of the forest right. is going to fix me, make me a knight, make me someone who's not broken anymore, who's able to do something. And what that something is, I think, is yeah. evil intent, because Bran is a little sociopath. But So I also wanted to... They didn't send an inductee for this chapter... But they've been sending in a bunch of discussion for the Game of Thrones book that they're currently listening to episodes on. Right. Uh, a recent brand new subscriber to our Patreon, Kristen. Kristen! Thank you, Kristen. Thank for you very much Patreon, for subscribing to uh, that. Patron. Hopefully you're enjoying that Duncan Egg. Expect yes. the next one very soon. And, yeah, the next one will be, I think we're working on, or if we... Who knows when it's... It should be here soon. I'll have a date coming that. for you in the in the future, but it should be pretty soon, actually. So. Yeah, and the next episode, we're going to be reading Davos 3. Yes. He's going to be in his celly talking to Melisande. He's going to be on his celly, like, what up, Mel? What up, yeah, girl? Yeah, that's what they do. They just FaceTime. Yeah, so it's, it's fucking... Do- I mean, they're respecting social distancing protocols because right. in America, we're still ravaged by this thing called the coronavirus. And so join us as Davos and Melisandra, Melisandra social distance. It's not Melisinden. It is. It's not. It's not. It's Melisandre. That's a, that's a city in my D&D world. Uh, Melisandra and Davos social distance next chapter, and it's a great yeah, one. Yeah, so check out our website, uh, Brotherhood Without... What the fuck is our website? Oh, my Where's God, my... dude. What is our website, Zach? You started the sentence. I didn't claim to know it from the beginning. All you right. started the sentence okay. confidently and then just fucked I'm it. I'm a confident dude. Brotherhoodwithout.com. You can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. There's a private Facebook group. I need to get an invite over to Kristen here soon. Hey. Uh, that ha- is only accessible if you are a patron. We can be reached via email without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. The Patreon that I was just speaking about, patreon.com slash without manners. We're on Twitter at manners without. You're on Twitter at carstark92 when I tag you on something and sure. force a notification. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, there's also our Instagram where I think you do things on there, but probably not because you're useless. And oh, wow. leave us a rate, right and re- back rate and review uh, Apple Podcasts. I don't think you can review on Spotify, but follow us over there because that's always cool and fun. Ratethispodcast.com slash brotherhood. 
you it'll just give you the option to pick whichever one's easiest for you. We love you guys. Stay healthy and don't die because of stupid virus shit because there's idiots that don't want to get vaccinated because they're morons. Stay well. Valo de Harris. Peace. Peace.